Hello and welcome back to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by MC. That would be me. Always try and make that bit as interesting as possible, which is a little, a little not possible. So, <laughs> a little and, something, something. That's all I've got in life and I'll take it. <laughs> and welcome back. Uh, yep, we did that bit. Uh, this is... <laughs> ooh, good start. This is episode two of season four of Tomorrow Gayson, mm-hmm. Bed and Breakfast and Death, mm-hmm. part two, which is still the best title for an episode ever. Yes, sure is. <laughs> what happened in the previous best titled episode ever, MC? Well, the gang, uh, mm. they were in England, of course, <gasps> after thwarting the evil plans of Mr. Johnson, a.k.a. Bill Gates, a.k.a. <laughs> Nature. Whatever those plans were. Um, and uh, they spent several months there. They uh, kind of scraped some money together to get themselves back to Tokyo. They went back to Tokyo, discovered the mansion had been destroyed, mm. and then went back to England again. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was a funny time, wasn't it? Sure was. <laughs> and they went back to the B&B, um, a home away from home. Um, <laughs> And uh, they discovered that there have been some murders, Ooh. some grisly murders. And the old lady who owns the body at uh, the body part, the B&B, said that body parts make her sleepy. <laughs> and MC thinks that she did it. And then they all went to bed and they were very nonchalant about the old lady murdering body part. Well, sleeping. MC was. I yeah, think the true. rest of the gang were a bit like, um, <laughs> how's that emotional disconnect going, MC? <laughs> yes. Uh, but we left with Jay in bed, uh, mm. finding that some poltergeisty things or something are going on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth mentioning as well um, about MC's emotional mm. disconnect. Yes. Um, and also how that works with his daughter, who is yes. around. I know you wanted to try and forget her as much as possible, which is why you haven't mentioned her. <laughs> <laughs> but <The> growth. <laughs> but he's a single parent now with teeth as yes. death. Yes. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. Yes, he said that uh, seeing the baby, he sees Tifa's face in the baby. Yeah. Uh, not not literally, that's weird. Um, <laughs> He's clearly going insane as yeah. well. <laughs> but no, the baby reminds him of Tifa and all the pain and heartbreak of the bitch who killed his DeSoto. <laughs> and on that emotional note, <laughs> let's get into it. This is Bed and Breakfast and Death, part two. Previously on Tamara Gason. You seem a little grouchy. He said, I'm glad I'm not the only one who's noticed it. I wouldn't worry! Gab added. He's just lost his girlfriend! He's probably still grieving! That's just it. He's not, Louise said. Grieving means talking about it, moving on, and restarting your life. Some people throw themselves back into work to ignore the pain. MC hasn't done any of these things. Well, maybe going back to Tokyo will help! The gang stood outside the ruins of the mansion. Oh no. (laughs) Hirato didn't mention he destroyed the place, as stunned Louise said. I don't believe it! Believe, MC said. It's real. The mansion is gone, we're back in London, and that's it. What are we going to do now? Louise asked. Let's hope Mrs Lansbury kept her rooms open, and I'll go back to work tomorrow. They were always short-handed. I meant with our lives. Mrs Lansbury, what happened? Last night something terrible happened. Jerry, the cook, was... Oh my, he was killed. Fantastic! Louise shrieked. I mean, not for the dead people, but we've got a case to work on. Our first in so long. But MC wasn't buying it. It's a police matter. He shrugged. We can't get involved. Besides, I think Mrs Lansbury killed them all. Jay shut his eyes. He opened them again suddenly, feeling a little suspicious about the way his bed had just jolted. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This time, he was sure the bed moved. 
probably because it started to rise. It stopped when it was six foot or so above the floor. The bed fell to the floor. Jay breathed a sigh of relief before the bed spun back up into the air, higher this time, so his head was touching the ceiling. Louise enjoyed the moment of anticipation, waiting in her bed whilst Gaff was in the bathroom. Oh good, I'm writing about my friends having sex again. Fantastic. <laughs> That's your favourite thing. <laughs> I'm sure it's theirs as well, and I bet I've nailed it every time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what are you doing in there? She called out. Oh god, here we go. <laughs> Just slipping into something less comfortable. I'll be out in a sec. I like that it's Gav who's getting into something. <laughs> it's gonna come out in some negligence. <laughs> Do you like it? <laughs> it's crotchless. <laughs> We're going for Victoria's Secret. Are you putting on that thing I like? Maybe. Gav replied from behind the bathroom door. Just be ready. That sounds like a warning, doesn't it? <laughs> like a shot, Louise dashed into bed, pulling the handcuffs out from her suitcase. She waited. Then she waited some more. Finally, after what seemed like hours, she got out of bed and walked over to the bathroom. Louise lightly tapped on the door. Gav, has it got stuck again? No reply. Gav? Okay, so I guess I'm kind of riffing on talking about my friends. Sure. sure, Trying to make it funny because they're into things that involve handcuffs and Gav wearing things. I feel like handcuffs are a bit done now. There should be a new, like, shorthand for, hey, crazy kinky sex. Yeah, what would would be the equivalent nowadays? Because obviously this was written, what, 15 odd years ago, so maybe longer. Something about eating ass. That was (laughs) a thing that the kids liked doing. What, today? I mean, I didn't see anyone do it. Why did you say kids? Yeah, there's a mixed thing there, isn't it? I mean, you should really stop talking now. Because this podcast is going to be used as evidence one day. <laughs> Anywho. Louise reached for the door handle, but it was locked. He never usually locked the door. Why would he? She went down on her knees and screwed one eye up to glance through the keyhole. All she saw was blackness. He's hiding in the dark. He's turned the light off. He's going to jump out on her. Inside the bathroom, Gav continued to lay into the wooden door with kicks, but it wouldn't budge. Is this still a sex thing? (laughs) He wondered why Louise had asked what was going on, unless... No, he couldn't think like that. What? Think like what? What? (laughs) I'm confused about what I mean here. I do not know. (laughs) No! Jesus. He shouted. Oh, God. I mean... So loud. (laughs) If this is your idea of foreplay, I'm more than excited, but I'd like to come out of the toilet now. (laughs) we've all been there (laughs) he didn't know of any lock on the other side of the door but the one on the inside wasn't bolted Ooh, Ooh. more poltergeisty things Mm. going on something was up not anything run of the mill unless you happen to be a gang of supernatural investigators is that their title now? maybe, maybe that's what they've moved on to there's only one ninja now so I guess Ah. you have to change the the thing yeah, we'll have to change their business cards oh man Gav leant on the door with both hands, trying to think of a way out so that he could help the others. Louise, exhausted from her attempts to bash the door in, tried to catch her breath by resting on the door. She and Gav were a matter of inches apart, separated by some unknown force, yet for some strange reason, she'd never felt closer to him. It's a still foreplay. (laughs) Just making the anticipation last longer. The anticipation's always the best part, right? Amy was gently drifting off to sleep, which meant that MC could also settle down. He knew that at least twice he would have to get up in the night to change, feed, or cuddle her. <laughs> I feel like any parents right now are like, twice? Is that it? <laughs> Jesus. 
I also feel like MC is sort of holding her arms length. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't either bother to get undressed for sleep. He knew it wouldn't come easily. <gasps> He's turning into a chip. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you think there's a point where like, they're both on opposite sides of the world, but they're like both awake at, night at the same time? <laughs> Brooding. <laughs> Thinking about one another. <laughs> MC just laid on top of the covers, waiting to drift off for Amy to decide she wanted something. <laughs> so demanding, that small child. <laughs> then he heard something. A sound that was so familiar to his ears. A voice that would forever send a chill down his spine. Hello, MC. Tifa's voice said. <gasps> he is going crazy. You were only just saying that you missed doing her voice. Yay! Hey. Now she's back, or it's a poltergeist messing with them. Yeah, okay. MC got off the bed and wandered around the room, trying to pinpoint exactly where the sound was coming from. He had imagined Tifa's voice before, but nothing to that extent. I mean, he's also heard it before as well. <laughs> he doesn't really need to imagine. It's like he's literally had her speak to him before. Oh, no. He thought... I'm going crazy. <laughs> He's going evil. Finally, <laughs> it's happening. This is how it starts. <laughs> no, you're not. The voice said again. You're just a little shocked. Who wouldn't be? This can't be real. You can't be real. Just then, Amy started to cry. A little at first, but she got louder and more hysterical by the minute. MC rushed over and scooped his daughter up out of her cot. Of course I am. Why would I lie to you? But you're dead. Did you ever see my body? Have something to bury? Any remains of me? Oh, she's not wrong. Yeah. And Tifa just sort of ended up in cloud future. <laughs> and that was it. There's nothing else happened. <laughs> if you're very good and go to church every Sunday, you too, could, when you die, will go to cloud future. <laughs> um, do you think that Tifa is the poltergeist since she's been murdering people? <laughs> that would be a certain twist, it wouldn't would it? would be, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, if this was a TV show, I mean, that's how I kind of wrote it as yeah. an idea for. Imagine being like the actor who played Tifa and you're like, can you come back just to do a bit of a voiceover for us? Mm. That'll be great. We know we've killed you off and you've got a job no more, but... No, I never got the chance to say goodbye. This isn't goodbye, my love. The voice seemed to be coming from all over. I'm here to take my place by your side. Amy was now screaming at the top of her little lungs. Fucking kids, Jesus. <laughs> It's just your dead mum talking to you from beyond the grave. Oh, I bet it's going to be like a Ghostbusters 2 thing where, like, whatever the ghost or spook is needs to take over, like, Amy's body to come back into the real ah. world or something. Because it wouldn't it, surprise me if I ripped off Ghostbusters. Is Tifa going to take over Amy's body? That would be weird. <laughs> oh, that would be weird. I mean, the faces are the same, so... Yeah. yeah. If you're really her, you'll do one for me. <laughs> you Do one. Go on. <laughs> What is it, my love? Piss off! MC said angrily. The real Tifa would never scare her daughter this much. Well, what do you expect? The voice was still Tifa's, but with a more vicious streak in it. You never talk to me. I'm a stranger to my own flesh and blood. Why won't you tell little Amy about me, MC? Don't you want her to know how you let me die without ever trying once to save me? Oh, she's really, or whatever this thing is. Don't think that's Tifa. (laughs) Well, no. Bitter angel Tifa. (laughs) How dare you leave me in future Cloudland? (laughs) (laughs) If there was a way, MC yelled, I would have. How do you expect to look after a baby when you couldn't even save me? Shut up! The room fell silent. MC was fuming now. He could feel his blood boiling and his skin tightening at the sound of something impersonating Tifa. Skin tightening? That's what happens when you get angry. Uh, oh no, the skin's getting tight. I must be furious. 
if you really, if you relax too much, your skin gets really loose and you turn into a puddle. So when you're getting old, if you just get really angry, you start to look younger automatically. Oh, That's like why old people are so cranky all the time. Botox, yeah. <gasps> that explains boomers. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> what social commentary? <laughs> That's what you get here on this podcast. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. He was a smart man, and he knew that whatever was doing this was trying to rattle him, but he couldn't help it. In his heart, MC knew what the voice was saying wasn't true, but boy, did it feel true. That's why his skin's so tight. <laughs> it's constantly stretched the whole time. So when you said about him being a smart man, I immediately thought of Tails from Sonic High School. <laughs> Does that make Chip Sonic? <laughs> In a weird sort of way. <laughs> you do have itchy balls. <laughs> But this uh, portico-style spook, or whatever it's going to turn out to be, mm. obviously knows how to get to the people. Very true. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if it's got some sort of mind-reading thing, or has it just been spying on them, or is it something? Is it something from their past Maybe that knows them? Ooh, like um, that Harato sounds too good or... for this. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be the case, but I like it. <laughs> and it knows how to target them as well. So it's obviously you know pretending to be Tifa. It's frightened Jay. It stopped Louise and Gav having sex. I was say, yeah, it's yeah. cock-blocked them. <laughs> <laughs> A loud scream suddenly filled the entire B&B. It disrupted MC's trail of thoughts. He wrapped Amy in a blanket and ran out of the room, heading downstairs to where the scream seemed to come from. The bathroom door suddenly flew open and Louise and Gav fell into one another. They smiled briefly before Gav helped his girlfriend up and took her hand, heading for the door to see what the scream was all about. Jay's bed dropped to the floor with a loud thud. He had two options. He could either stay inside his room or he could go and see what had just screamed loud enough to wake up hell. <laughs> Notoriously sleepy hell. <laughs> Satan knocking on the ceiling saying, Keep it down up there so people are trying to sleep. He grabbed his slipknot dressing gown and fled the room. I wonder if that's a thing. I hope so. Yeah. I kind of want a slipknot dressing gown now. With all the masks on. Yes, that would be cool. Yeah, it'd be like the hood of it would go all the way oh, over. Oh, that'd be really? good. I need to go into marketing. <laughs> hey, Corey Taylor. <laughs> I know thought... you're listening. <laughs> Have you thought about a slipknot dressing gown? <laughs> The gang all met inside the reception are of the BB. Let's <laughs> try that again. The gang all met inside the reception are of the BNB with what seemed like every other guest. They were all chatting amongst themselves. MC pulled his friends to one side. Looks like we all got our wake up calls. He said. Ha, BNB humour. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Two, you mean the loud, horrible scream or being trapped in your own room? Louise said. Something's not right! Gav said. MC resisted the urge to be sarcastic and study Jay. You okay? Oh my god. <gasps> They're asking if it's not MC. He's been possessed by the ghost. <laughs> That's how they know. Let's figure it out. Fine. A shaking Jay replied. My god, what happened? Louise asked about Amy, who was still sobbing. MC thought for a moment. The scream interrupted her beauty sleep. He didn't want to discuss his experience just yet. Anyway... Where did that come from? I mean, MC not wanting to discuss something that made him emotional. Yeah. Well, what? What is this? <laughs> oh, from in there. One male pensioner said, pointing to the living room. Do you think we should call the police? Probably best to leave them out of it for now. MC replied. The old man went back to his wife and put a reassuring arm around her. We'll go and see what it is. MC called out to the room of the people. We? Jay asked. It's what we do. Louise replied. Yeah, come on! Gav added. 
We've all handled a few more scary things than a ghost before. The gang opened the double doors which led into the living. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were dead all along. It's like lost. Oh, it's like The Shining. Oh. Oh, that would have been a good thing to rip off. But I'm not sure if I would have seen The Shining yet. No. I can't remember when I first saw that. Mm. But I wish I'd ripped that off now. <laughs> I wish this was Ghostbusters 2 meets The Shining. <laughs> that would have been way better than what it's ever is going to turn out to be. <laughs> oh, my God. Louise covered her eyes at the sight that awaited them. Half of Mrs. Lansbury were sticking out of a huge orange hole in the wall. She screamed again and held out her hands. MC gave Amy to Louise and sprinted to where his landlady was being swallowed whole. Even with his ninja speed, he wasn't quick enough to save her. Oh, so is this a portal to another Mm. ghostly dimension or something? Also, clearly not Mrs. Lansbury then if she's been sucked into Very true. Maybe this is a price he paid for years of... Wanton murder. <laughs> Just ignoring it. <laughs> MC tried to put the brakes on, but he found himself being drawn towards the hole. He turned back, yet it still pulled. It pulled and pulled with all the strength of a hurricane. Objects in the room flew into the hole as MC desperately held onto a desk. Thinking of Evil Dead now. Yeah, I think um, I may have ripped this off from Poltergeist, actually, which ah. is what I'm thinking. Or at least it sounds really similar anyway. Okay. Get out! He yelled. Gav wanted to go and help MC, but Louise held him back. It's okay. He can handle himself. They left the living room, just avoiding a barrage of cups and glasses. MC, meanwhile, pulled himself along the desk. The pull got stronger and stronger until the large oak desk was being pulled as well. As it sailed towards the hole, MC was able to see inside. It was like a huge pipe that didn't seem to have any end. He held onto the desk tightly, waiting for his moment. It came just as the desk reached the hole. He shifted his weight, turning the desk onto its size, (laughs) making it too wide for the hole to swallow. It also blocked the suction, just enough for MC to exit the living room. When you said about it being a a pipe, I was thinking Mario. So it's Poltergeist (laughs) meets Mario. Also, I'm really proud of us for saying hole and suction so many times and not making any jokes. Oh my God. I know. We're changing the curse what's going on. As he did, the desk was snapped in half and disappeared into the hole. In the reception area, MC bolted the doors and hoped they would hold. The inhabitants of the B&B were now more scared. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it just seemed like a landlady get eaten by a hole in the wall. And <laughs> What was that? Gav asked. I think it was a vortex. A gateway. Like a portal. Jay gulped. Sort of, but I highly doubt it leads to another world. Try just a hole in abyss! Gav said. You've seen one before? Oh good, a long gav line. Oh, this is going to go well. About six months ago, me and the guys were passing through Birmingham and we met this old guy. I think you can just leave it there, like Howling Abyss, Birmingham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spot on. It's a gateway that leads to Birmingham. <laughs> no! <laughs> Sorry to all our Brummy listeners. Anyway, we were talking and he told us about this vortex that kept appearing in an abandoned church. He wouldn't dare go near it, but he gave us supplies and told us what to do. That's convenient. Yeah, very convenient for the plot. <laughs> okay, so it's not a portal, it's a vortex. It's what, what is slightly the different. <laughs> I don't know. Well, a portal uh, goes somewhere. Yeah, it goes to another world, whereas a vortex leads to a howling abyss. Cool. Well, I think I'd rather get sucked in by a portal to be honest. I'd end up in Pirate Land or oh, Creepy. Yeah. No, maybe oh, not Creepy. Yeah, land. straight to was... the abyss, really. Yeah, yeah. So, what are they exactly? Louise asked. Look, like I said before, a gateway! To what? To whatever it's feeding! In other words, that hole is the mouth to our mysterious killing friend. MC stated. 
Gav nodded. Oh, so maybe there's some sort of being or something on the other end of it, mm. and that's kind of its, like, mouth hole that it eats with. Suction hole, <laughs> the other potentially filthy words we're <laughs> talking about. So how does it end up with body parts then? Is it just like the bits it spits out? Like it's like the bones? A really messy eater. <laughs> In that case, we need to find this guy. The one who helped you before. He's dead! Gav said bluntly. Do you remember what you did? How you stopped it? Yeah, I remember. We were the bait. We stood there while he dove down into it. A few minutes later, after those freaking sounds stopped, the vortex closed. MC thought quickly. He knew he had to shut the vortex and stop whatever was being fed. He laid out an action plan to the others. Louise, take Amy and go to the library. They've got a large selection on the, on the occult. <laughs> Find anything you can. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's really convenient that the uh, B&B they happen to be staying in in London is near a library that has a really good occult section. <laughs> And I'm sure it'll be open in the middle of the night so they can just stroll on in and rent a load of books on the occult. Is MC going to heroically sacrifice himself? <laughs> Not to redeem himself, but so he doesn't have to deal with the kid anymore. No, that's what you would do. Yeah, that's very true. Louise, take Amy and go to the library. They've got a large selection on the occult. Find anything you can. But it'll be closed. There's a crowbar behind the reception desk. <laughs> Which I'd know with my ninja crowbar sense. <laughs> I get many questions about this. One, why is there a crowbar behind a reception desk? In case you need to break into the library. <laughs> why is MC advocating breaking into a library? Because they've got a large selection on the occult. <laughs> why do they have a large selection on the occult? Because it's a library. <laughs> I'd like to think MC was just like, don't worry, I've got a key. And then he hands her the crowbar. <laughs> Louise left with Amy picked up the crowbar and cursed about having to break into the library. (laughs) Shit! (laughs) Why is she taking the baby to commit a felony as well? (laughs) For the baby to take the heat? It's like, she did it. It was her idea. I was just an accomplice. She was all like, like, goo goo, feed me, also break into the library. Louise sees flashing lights, so she puts the crowbar into Amy's hands. (laughs) Officer, I was the one that called you. Amy's like, I don't go back to jail. <laughs> Louise left with Amy, picked up the crowbar and cursed about having to break into the library. Jay, I want you to get these people out. Take them somewhere safe. I'm on it. Jay stepped outside, blissfully unaware that he was still in his pyjamas and dressing gown. Gav, you're staying here with me. Why? What's your plan? He followed MC back into the living room. The strong winds had stopped, but the vortex was still there. And it appeared to be hyperventilating. It's asthmatic. <laughs> Just give it a good pump and it will go away. <laughs> Not like that, I mean, mate. Like... <laughs> if you're going to do what I think you're going to do, then that's really retarded, Gav said. Just be my lookout, and in case I don't come back, look after them. With that, MC ran towards the vortex, leaped and disappeared inside. Gav was powerless to stop him. All he could do now was wait. MC's not messing about, is he? He's not even waiting for Louise to get back from breaking into the library. <laughs> He's off. Surely, like, maybe wait until they get some answers back, because obviously the guy yeah. from Birmingham died. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe he just wanted to get away from Birmingham. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is less painful. <laughs> to be fair, MC wants to get away from his life, I yeah. guess. But, I mean, would bad, worse things have happened if they'd waited? I mean, it seems like the winds have stopped. It's just the hole <laughs> is hyperventilating <laughs> now. I mean, can... 
can you just let it hyperventilate for a while? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how <laughs> vortexes work. Neither do they, which is why they should have waited for Louise to mm. do her crime. <laughs> After sliding down a winding tube for a while, MC hit the floor hard. He brushed himself off and looked around at his new surroundings. He was inside what looked like a large cavern, a place the Grand Canyon would have been proud of. Because <laughs> the Grand Canyon's known to be proud of its crevices and holes. It feels really inadequate, though, if it's next to a bigger crevice. It's like, oh, well, I mean, I could be as big as you if I wanted, but... <laughs> it was dark, with the only source of light being the hole in the top MC had fallen from. His back hurt from the fall, but he felt well enough to stand. MC heard another familiar voice. This time, from an earlier love, his dead fiance Carol. The one that didn't get pregnant. <laughs> she just died. <laughs> or she got pregnant and died mysteriously. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't understand. Her voice said, you swore to protect me. Just another ninja, trying to do the right thing, but hurting everyone in the process. The voice of Chief Inspector Harato said... I really like his voice. This it just sounds so, cool. so sarcastic all the time. It's really good. I feel like Harato didn't get a proper send-off either. He yeah. just kind of got killed and that was it, you yeah. know? Like, I feel like he deserved, he deserved more. He was a good villain, sort of. <laughs> MC began to wander around the huge rocky area, trying to pinpoint the position of the voices, but to no avail. It was everywhere. My student, what has become of you? Shin Khan, or at least something that sounded a lot like him, said, Our child, for me, that is a reward? It was Tifa again. MC was beginning to get very angry. And what about me? What a disaster there. We once called ourselves brothers. Look what you did to me. It was Chip. I mean, even fake Chip can't really get away with saying that. <laughs> Look what you did to me. It was all you. <laughs> I feel like this is going to go through all the people MC has ever potentially wronged. and be like, there was that time that you, you pushed in front of me in the coffee shop queue and you didn't realise, but then you kind of realised and you didn't apologise. So you... It's like the greatest hits, isn't it, of Tomorrow Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like this entity obviously knows a lot about Chip, uh, mm. sorry, about MC and everything he's been through and... Mm. Yeah, just fun to do all these voices again that we don't really get to do anymore. Where's MC? Jay asked as he stepped back into the B&B. Gav nodded his head in the direction of the vortex. Where? I don't see him. He went in there, mofo! <laughs> Jay's jaw dropped. Let's go! He walked forward. Are you insane? Gav said as he grabbed Jay's arm, pulling him back. I got trapped in another world once, and MC came to rescue me. Now it's my turn. Oh, yeah, go, Jay. That's nice. really heroic. <laughs> As ever, Jay is the best person there. <laughs> and he's not wrong, to be fair. MC mm. did try, was really upset that Jay got taken, he did was. try and save him. So He yeah. can only display emotion when one of them is trapped in a hell dimension. That's the only time it's acceptable to show any care or affection for your friends. <laughs> or you could just wind up getting killed along with MC. Jay paused. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> I like to think he's running and he just like puts on the brakes and there's a comedy break <laughs> effect. Besides, Gav said as something caught his attention at the front doors of the bed and breakfast. We've got company! Jay turned and saw the amount of zombies that were pushing mm-hmm. themselves through the doors, heading in their direction. Sure, why not? Zombies, yeah, right. vortexes. <laughs> <We'd> <laughs> just throw it all out. It's the greatest hits, I told you. <laughs> Weapons? Jay asked nervously. Gav fished out a penknife from his pocket. Jay picked up the bell from the reception desk and threw it at the first zombie. It slowed it down, but not for long. 
Who would have thought after all their experience they would just be armed all the time? Because there's been a bunch of times when they haven't had any weapons on them. Yeah, true. But I mean, if you think about it, they were literally getting ready for bed. I would... If I was them, I would sleep with like an axe strapped to me. (laughs) And they did hear a scream. So maybe... I mean, I assume all their weapons... At which point you go, oh, maybe you should have a weapon (laughs) in the B&B where all the murders happened and we just heard a scream. If if only they hadn't given away that crowbar. True. You know, Louise wouldn't be in prison. Amy wouldn't be in a (laughs) care home. (laughs) Funny, Louise thought as little Amy started to cry. She was okay when I smashed the window. Louise was sitting alone in the public library in the occult section with only a small lamp for comfort. <laughs> so this library got no alarms or anything like that. So I love that there's an occult section. There's like history, <laughs> you know, the genre fiction, the children's section, and then there's a the bit covered in skulls. <laughs> I like to think like it's through a little arched doorway and it's got like candles all around yeah, yeah, it and yeah. like mysterious latin writing around it <laughs> always latin always latin she had gathered a range of books covering paranormal activity the local area and anything else out of the ordinary i mean it's the occult section so i feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff that's out of the ordinary <laughs> being a secretary by trade and going through books and books of research during her time in tokyo had proven to be useful as she was now capable of skim reading pages until she caught sight of what she was looking for that's a useful skill to have. It is. Yeah, she's definitely built that up over the years. From a humble secretary... <laughs> to a speed-reading secretary. <laughs> That's her character arc. Amy, wrapped up in her blanket, sat in the desk beside her, and had been very quiet up until now. Now, Louise paused her reading and picked the baby. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the that tree. one. <laughs> she gently rocked her whilst talking softly to her. It's okay. We're okay. Louise tried to read whilst cradling Amy, but it was proven more than difficult. Juggling a baby and work wasn't easy. She's literally got the book and baby one hand. She's I'm trying to juggle. She's beatless. Maybe that's why MC didn't want to take on any more cases. She wondered. I think clearly there's a very different reason why MC. It wasn't just because, like, oh, got to hold a baby and read a book. This is tough. Sword fighting with one hand, <laughs> baby in the other. Oh, that's got to happen at some point. Which Fast and Furious film is it when there's a baby on a plane and the oh, state is like one. trying to fight around it? Because that is brilliant. There's a hard-boiled scene as well. Oh, really? Hard-boiled? No. Cool. <laughs> anyway. John Woo reference. <laughs> Imitating people I've lost. MC yelled. Very clever. Got any more tricks? You're so sassy. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> a bright light appeared in front of the ninja and seemed to project itself onto the nearest wall. The light started to take shape, and eventually MC could see Jay and Gav in the bed and breakfast. Only they were fighting for their lives. But against what? MC couldn't see. Then the light shifted again, and this time his daughter Amy was shown. She was in the library with Louise, screaming much like earlier. MC's like, no, I don't want to go back. (laughs) There was another voice. This time, MC didn't recognise it, but he was glad about that. The voice was deep, strong and powerful. It came from everywhere. Foolish living being, you still are blissfully unaware of why people you claim to love are suffering. Why this place exists. Who are you? And are you related to the one? <laughs> yes, it's my brother. How do you know him? The two. <laughs> Who are you? I was a being once, like you. I cried. I smiled. I laughed and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think MC does much of that, to be honest. He's just a very, a very sad person, apparently. <laughs> I just cried all the time. 
I was a being once, like you. I cried, I smiled, I laughed and I cried. I felt everything. The sorrow of this world and of the people in it. It crippled me like cancer. I was unable to be everything around me grew or crumbled. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> me neither, it's weird isn't it? I'll do it again though. I was unable to be whenever everything around me grew or crumbled. Oh, okay, so he's... Or it wasn't able to be? Exist. Yeah. Yes, sure. Until I found a path to be of it. What? Cool. <laughs> okay, you, you're not making much sense, mysterious voice. <laughs> Your sorrow lifts me, gives me name, and keeps me here. What? What, what are you going on about? <laughs> The bed and breakfast, MC said. Clearly understanding. It's an evil bed and breakfast. Bed and breakfast and death, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> There's just too many of them! Gav called out. He was surrounded by three zombies, all of them clawing at him. He managed to catch one of the zombie's arms. It came off in his hand. Gav used the zombie arm like a club and broke free from the undead that surrounded him. Did we ever establish in the Tomorrow Gason cinematic universe whether <laughs> getting bit by a zombie turns you into a zombie? I would imagine that's the case, but... Uh, this never seems to be a thing, does no, it? No, no one's really been turned by a zombie, though. We've seen people turned by vampires, mm. but never by zombies. But yeah, I assume that's the case. But I mean, in some of them as well, they're sentient. You know, like Jason and yeah, stuff true. like that. They have jobs and go sure. bowling. Um, and so maybe it's more of a case that they can turn people, but they just like to eat them more than anything else. Yeah, that's true. What can we do? Jay called out from his position on top of the reception desk where the zombies couldn't quite get him. I've got an idea! It will not work, breather! A ghostly voice said. A ghost voice has <laughs> come out before and it's coming out again. Yeah, stereotypical ghost voice. Also, I like breather as a, a horrible word for someone who's alive. <laughs> <A slur. laughs> yeah. All the undead use it. <laughs> the zombies paused for a moment, just like the images on a television screen would. Jay and Gav looked at one another. The lost souls will never stop coming after your flesh as long as I continue. The B&B fell silent for a moment until the zombies were moving again. Jay and Gav went back to defending themselves. Fucking breathers. <laughs> so is this ghostly voice the thing that MC's biting? I don't know. Is it projecting a lot of different kind of spookyisms <laughs> to confuse us and everyone else? Vortexes, zombies, <laughs> spooky voice. The home of the sorrow, Louise said as something caught her eye. Amy was steadily getting worse, and so far Louise hadn't been able to calm her down. All she knew was that something bad was happening at the B&B, and now she knew what and how to stop it. But convincing MC wouldn't be easy. Throw the babel in the vortex? Sure, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it's for the greater good. Yeet! <laughs> <laughs> she switched off the light, grabbed the baby and left the library hoping she hadn't left any fingerprints. What, like, on the window when she climbed through, <laughs> on all the books she touched? <laughs> what? The misery. You crave it. MC said, replying to the rambling voice. You dare judge me? That's why people die here. They come to the B&B with their troubles and you eat it up, literally. That's why you took Mrs Lansbury. She was overcome with grief after the last murder. She was ripe. Okay, so this thing feeds on emotion? Isn't this just an, a thing from Angel, where there was the spooky yes. hotel? <laughs> it actually is. Yeah. Oh. There we go. This oh. makes a lot more sense. 
<laughs> why is like obviously I can understand why Chip is ripping off Angel because it's literally Angel's you know story arc. Yeah. But now Tomorrow Gason is back to ripping off Angel as well. You were saying like it's it's an external party that did this. Like <laughs> Chip ripped it off. Tomorrow Gason ripped it off. If there's no connecting factor here. You know I like to try and distance myself from actually having written this as much as possible. Maybe I ran out of things to rip off from Buffy. I've like, done all seven seasons. What now? I know. You haven't jumped a shark yet. <laughs> After like five seasons of this, I'll be start ripping off like Firefly and Dollhouse and... She drowned small things in her waterhole. Great. <laughs> it was never kind to others. But after I took that mail, I posed as its body. Once she saw what I'd left for her, she was overcome with guilt and wanted to be sorry for all the naughty things she had committed. I enjoyed that one. You're sounding more and more cockney. <laughs> you sound like a demon cockney gangster. Look, this this voice is very hard to maintain, okay? My throat hurts. What's that like? I wonder. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> then why am I here? <laughs> You really are a foolish being. The anguish and hate pours off you in waves. You've lost family, friends and loved ones. You are resentful of this and despise the world around you. <laughs> Laugh it up, Casper, because you're way off the mark on this meal. <laughs> An uh, MC quip. <laughs> do you know what comes from hate? Love. Love for the friends I do have. Love for the people I've lost. And love for a daughter. Was Crossing really... his fingers on the last one. <laughs> I was, like, was that really hard for you to say? <laughs> <laughs> was it this? It doesn't really read like MC. Is he playing a trick on this thing to kind of trick it into? No, I think this is or... when you pretend that MC hasn't been emotionally repressed with this whole time. Or maybe he's. That's like an epiphany moment oh, for him. Sure, he's like, sure. actually, do you know what? Thanks, evil cockney <laughs> demon. <laughs> that's what I'm here for, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go down to the parties? <laughs> Stop and listen to me. Swear to me. <laughs> oh, God, it's Cockney Batman. <laughs> Cockney Batman, gangster <laughs> demon. The voice commanded. No, this is horseshit. I've been grieving because the woman who loved me died, but I will never stop caring because once you do that, then you really don't have anything left. Now get the hell out of this bed and breakfast. The ground below MC's feet started to tremble. What a line. Yeah. Now get the hell out of this bed and breakfast. <laughs> it would have been better if he said, now get the hell out of this bed and breakfast and death. <laughs> and then the audience claps and leaves. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the audience went left long ago. <laughs> also, I like that he referred to Tifa as the woman who loved him, not the woman he loved. <laughs> he used to, but then she murdered his DeSoto. <laughs> Just as the army of zombies became too much for Jay and Gav, they all just disappeared. Jay got up from the floor. What a shame. I was just getting my groove on. We've got to help MC! Gav said as he ran into the living room. As he and Jay opened the doors, the saw MC being spat out of the hole like tobacco. <laughs> it landed in a bucket with a ping sound effect. <laughs> I just imagine you spitting out cigarettes and going like, it's a really expensive habit. He flew into the wall on the other side. The vortex started to shrink, getting smaller and smaller until it was gone completely and all that remained was the bright yellow paint of the wall. Gavin Jay helped MC to his feet. You okay? Jay asked. Dandy. MC replied. I thought it said daddy. <laughs> oh no, kinky MC has appeared. <laughs> That's how we got his epiphany. He's like, I love everyone and I'm really horny. <laughs> 
the trio went out into the reception area and told MC of their zombie fight. Did you see me in the fight, hitting that really big one? Gav said to Jay. No. Oh, well, I'll make up a great story about it and tell Louise later. I've got it! Louise screamed as she entered the B&B. She had Amy in one hand and a book in the other. MC took his daughter off her. It's taken care of. He said. What? But I, but I broke into the library. <laughs> MC looked around at the B&B. The reception area was trashed after the fight with the front windows and doors smashed. The living room was also in a right mess after the vortex had ripped everything apart. Where's the nearest weapon shop? MC asked. Obviously weapon shops being a dime a dozen in London. <laughs> Next to the occult library. <laughs> the gang looked at each other unknowingly. I'm going to need a sword. A big one. Plus a few crossbows. Maybe some nunchucks and a katana as well. They're going to turn the B&B into their new abandoned mansion, aren't they? Because that's how it works. With property ownership. You're like, well, I didn't buy it, but I did take care of the portal. Vortex, sorry. I mean, they just fucking moved into a mansion in Tokyo, so why not? What are you going on about? Jay wondered. You mean... Louise smiled. Seems this country has a few problems similar to Tokyo as well. And they could use people like us. I just hope the British evil is ready to come get some. <laughs> British evil. <laughs> the Tories. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> political satire again. Ha, take that, boomers. <laughs> just one snag. Jay pointed out. Zero cash. MC picked up the bell that was lying on the floor and placed it back onto the reception desk. Better get yourself a bellboy uniform, Jay. He brushed the desk and headed up the stairs. So that not only are they taking the property, they're taking the business as well. <laughs> I'll be and be now. <laughs> Sorry, Mrs. Lansbury. Well, she's a bit dead at the moment. Was she though? Because she got sucked into the vortex and Ooh, it just wasn't there. True. Where MC landed. So maybe the thing ate her and wanted to mock MC a bit. Maybe. Or she'll come back. She'll be the villain of the final series. <laughs> Mrs. Lansbury. <laughs> also, sorry. Did I miss the part where MC explained how he beat the thing? He... I guess it's like one of them emotional... It feeds on emotions. Right. And he was like, no, because love. And then it was all sort of like, oh, no, you have defeated me, the <laughs> demon cockney Batman gangster. <laughs> so it wasn't even a sort of like... Because what happens, I think, in that Angel episode is they have to make the thing whole corporeal so they can kill it. Right. Uh, because it's just a ghostly figure. And right. that's... I think they, like, electrocute it or something like that. Right. Um, but no, this is just like, no, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> everything's okay. Actually, I'm really emotionally healthy, but thanks for asking. <laughs> Actually, I've just started a new business. I'm running a B&B now. And yeah, can we talk about the fact that they're going to run a B&B as well as fighting evil? Because <laughs> uh, Angel never opens a hotel up as a hotel. That's true. Because that's dumb. Yeah. But they're like, oh, B&B, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sign painter had finished. And as he stepped back, he revealed the new name on the bed and breakfast wall. The Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. That's a snappy name. <laughs> also, Tokyo didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like there could be like a hundred more names. They, they could have called it Tifa Bed and yeah, Breakfast or yeah. something like that. The Lockhart Bed and Breakfast. The Cloud Future. <laughs> no, the Tokyo Memorial Bed and Breakfast. What a stupid name. <laughs> As he walked away, a figure walked past the sign. <gasps> Reading it. Mrs. Lansbury started to laugh. She is the villain. <gasps> oh, get your soul, foolish being. <laughs> so, is that the twist? Wait, or is it 
the ghostly figure. The ghostly figure, I think, has possessed Mrs. Lansbury because it says something about or it's just appearing as her. I, it said something about possessing a body before. Uh, or no, wasn't it like like uh, he projects itself as different things because obviously it's obviously done zombies right. and it's done voices as Tifa and that sort of thing. Right. So is it projecting itself as Mrs. Lansbury Perhaps. to give it a sort of form? And maybe I just thought that would be funny if it's a little old lady that's going to terrorise the thing. Yes. Ah. Well, <laughs> and, sorry, and that is the end <laughs> of bed and breakfast and death. Thank God. So as we were discussing, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the evil thing from the BNB hasn't been banished. Yeah. Is that going to be the main villain? I don't know. Or it'll be like they're trying to make a run of the business, and then okay. body parts appear. Right. Okay. I don't know. Because I mean, this is obviously getting back into the swing of things. It's the yeah. start of the new season, so maybe setting up the big bad isn't going to be, you know, straight away. Also, it's kind of difficult to follow a big bad like Mister Johnson because he was this all-powerful, yeah. evil, whatever. <laughs> it's all going to be a letdown. And from now there. it's an evil B and B disguised as an old lady. It's a evil B and B demon cockney. <laughs> Gangster Batman disguised as an old lady. You're right, this is going to top Mr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> that I think it would be a shame. But obviously, Harato got set up quite early on. Yeah. Um, but I really think maybe, yeah, I think you're right. I think it might be like a sub boss yeah. in a way um, and just kind of set up their new surroundings because mm. obviously a lot's changed. You know, they're in England. Uh, there's a new dynamic to the group in a way with Amy and Gav now regular characters. Yeah. And they're running a B&B apparently. So hey. what hijinks that's going to produce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should we see what the next episode's called, MC? Let's do it. The next episode is called Silver. Werewolves, presumably. Have we had werewolves? We haven't, have we? Ooh. Ooh, Something new. Family of werewolves. Come to stay at the (laughs) B&B. The Tokyo Memorial (laughs) (laughs) B&B. Well, if you can think of any better names that they should have called the B&B, did you know there's numerous ways in which you can get in touch? You can find us at Facebook. Oh, God. I don't know what that voice was. I think it's from doing the scary Cockney Batman gangster. You can find us at Facebook, where we're at facebook.com slash How I Ripped Off podcast. We are also on Twitter at How I Ripped Off. And you can find our entire back catalogue on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and YouTube. Have we checked to see if we're actually on Stitcher Radio? Let's just assume that by the time this goes out, I have. Yeah. (laughs) And if you could leave us a rating and review, much like you would for a haunted demon Batman... Cockney gangster B&B. We'd appreciate it very much. Good food, pleasant service, shame about the big vortex in the wall. <laughs> Few too many body parts in my taste. <laughs> and we'll see you the next time we return to the Tokyo Memorial B&B.